Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. A Georgia man came afoul of deputies when they said he got high on mushrooms, put on a chicken suit, and became disorderly. Sheriff Howard Sill said that on November 19th, a woman called to report that her ex-boyfriend had basically gone nuts on mushrooms and was beating on passing by cars and screaming and hollering at them. So officers respond to the neighborhood where they find 47-year-old Jason Pinch walking through the neighborhood, pounding vehicles with his fists. He was wearing what officers described as a yellow onesie-style pajama (laughs) outfit meant to resemble a chicken. Pinch continued to beat on passing cars and even the patrol car. Officers called an ambulance and tried to arrest Pinch. Well, according to the officer, Pinch repeatedly asked deputies if they were real and if he, too, was real. After he was taken into custody, he continued to ask officers, are you real? And if he was at that time just laying on the hammock in his home. Officers were able to stun him with a taser. He was arrested on charges of disorderly conduct and misdemeanor obstruction of a peace officer. He has since been released on bond. Did you read the cop's quote at the very end? Why the chicken suit? Unfortunately, that would have been the question that I asked. <laughs> Why said. am I wearing a chicken suit? <laughs> the question, what in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. Does that make it better somehow? I feel like, you know, I'm driving down the road, with, or I'm, I'm stopped at a light. Some guy comes out and beats on the hood of my car. I'm pissed off. Same scenario with the guy's wearing a chicken suit. Well, it's it, not that I'm it, okay no. with it, but somehow I feel like I'm slightly less angry. It explains, it explains yeah. his mental state. That's what I mean. So right? if someone's oh. just randomly beating on your car, you're like, who is this guy? Why is he mad at me? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I do, do I know this man? Is he my neighbor? Is he right. just some idiot walking down the street? But a guy in a chicken suit, you go, oh, look at this guy. Okay. I understand I mean, what's just, happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy's wild. Right. What uh, What in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Lisa. Welcome to the men's room. How are you? Oh, yeah. Doing great. <laughs> I had a 70 Mustang that I was taking to a car show, and I got a steering wheel for it. And when they hooked it up, they hooked it up backwards. And so every time I turned the wheel, the horn would honk. <laughs> and when I finally stopped, the steering wheel was on fire. So the only way to put it out was by throwing a cup of coffee on it. <laughs> Your steering wheel was on fire? Yes, it caught fire from the wires being crossed. <laughs> I'm going to assume that the mechanic repairs all this on the house? <laughs> Absolutely. He was my dad. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Come on, dude. And you're taking this yeah. to a car show? Yes, I was taking it to a car show. I was up all night detailing it. It was beautiful, and... 
had coffee dumped all over the interior to get the fire out. <laughs> now, is that is that is that car completely cherry? The interior, the exterior, the whole thing, the engine? Oh, it was beautiful. Yes, it was uh, a rusty red. <laughs> I'll be damned. And now, did you make it to the car show? Yes, I did. And I did. did I got people have questions place. about the steering wheel. <laughs> Yeah, it, um, I ended up getting the factory one and putting it back on. <laughs> okay. Did you end up, uh, well, as I was going to say, is it original? Is it a cherry? Or do you have like a blop on stereo in there or something? Or did you, it, did you keep it? Uh, uh, it, it was, they considered it um, not stock. So, but it only had a 302 in it. So okay. it wasn't, uh, I'd like to have one with the Cobra jet in it, but you know. <laughs> Whatever, what happened to the car? Because you keep saying it was, it was. So what happened to the 70 oh, Mustang? I sold, I, I sold it. I sold it. I had kids and decided it was time to sell it, and I wish I still had it. See? That's yeah. the thing, okay. man. Keep the car in the garage. The kids will get older. Right? Keep that stuff. <laughs> what, uh, what What do you drive now? Right now, I have a 2015 Challenger. Oh, okay. Right. okay. Right. So you like yeah. a little power under your butt is what I'm getting yeah, out of you. Absolutely. Now, Horsepower, please. <laughs> how would the kids describe your driving? Um, they say I'm a little aggressive. <laughs> I like you. So you're very aggressive. That's, I like you. Yeah, it doesn't shock me. I appreciate that. <laughs> Don't worry. My kids say the same thing about Thank my you. wife. They're just like, dude, it, it should, my kids, have, every cuss word they know, they've learned from my wife while she is driving. Yeah. Because I make it a point, right? I make it a point. And I cuss my face off. But at home, around the kids, I just don't cuss. Because to me, that's your trump card when you need to let them know you're really mad. You know what I mean? So yes, yeah. I just don't totally. do it. And that way, you don't have to yell. You can keep the same tone of voice, and you drop one cuss word in there, whatever it might be, and they, you see the change in their face. They understand, okay, he's deadly serious about this, and things get done. My wife cusses so much in the car. I mean, it's like, baby, it, it doesn't matter anymore. You know what I mean? And, and they know, like, do not cuss around me. That's what I tell the kids. I know you know words. I don't care what you say with your friends. doesn't matter. If I'm around, don't cuss. And they play, like, their dumbass video games, and when they're playing the video games, you know, they're they're FaceTiming and they're talking to each other on the headsets. And anytime I walk into my son's room, he will announce to all of his friends, Dad's here. And I'll, hey, Mr. Steve. And it's like, I know you guys were saying, I, I can hear you in the living room. <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? But now that you know I'm present, I appreciate that you drop it. But man, I will get home and my son, he'll ask my permission like, Dad, Mom picked us up from school today. Yeah. And we got stuck behind a school bus and this kid was having a hard time getting off. I go, okay. Can I, can I tell you what mom said? I'm like, once. And I mean, when he's done, I'm like, oh, my God, man. Like, Plus, you let him play golf with Miles. So I know he's heard a lot of. Ooh, that was oh, a choice. That was a, that was he a came home. Day. And this is so. Oh, come on. My kid he gets home from golf. <laughs> come on. I said. It was a wonderful day. How was golf with Mr. Miles? He goes, oh, it was fun. Mr. Miles cusses a lot. <laughs> On the golf course, yes. Miles, yeah. like, you cuss in general. Right. Yes. If you're happy, if you like something, the amount of If you're awake. Yeah. yeah, especially if you cook something that you think you've done a good job with, which, again, you're, you're a very good cook, but you will come in here, and it's at least 10 F-bombs to describe how good it was. There's a reason right. you don't write, like, restaurant descriptions. No, this okay. effing burger is so effing good. I don't get on It'll y'all. melt in your effing mouth, you effing son of a bitch. <laughs> Go see these mother. nailed it. <laughs> Tell Miles sent you. We can't call it the mother effer burger, Miles. We're going to dial it back. Say, the big barbecue burger. How about that? If you ever open a bar, that's what you should do. Mother effers? Yeah. Mother, or just like have the <laughs> right. MF and burger. <laughs> right. With you know, MF and fries. Go, right. Good effing fries. The F you stew. Whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bitch ass boneless chicken wings. Or the F you blue burger. 
burger. And every server lays the plate down. Look at this MFR right here. Uh, right? And they're like pumped. And who are the double MFR? Right? We got a bucket half and beer. Uh, <laughs> everything just has MFR in the Right. Every, everything on your menu MF has an F and Who wants an F and shot? Yeah. Sponsored by F and vodka. Uh-huh. Tonight's I mean, special is the sea sucking burger. We're, we've, <laughs> we've, we've kicked it up a notch. Right. Can I bring my you kids? Your lips. That's your F and choice. <laughs> you can. I mean, right? Like, we don't mind. We are welcome here until nine. Even the kids' menu, like, mother effing apple slices. There's pictures on the menu with a caption saying, look at that, S. Do you want some secret goose sauce? What uh, what in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for... Sit and spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Live from the pump house. <laughs> What's up, guys? Karen How you Taylor. doing? How's the pump house? The pump house is toasty, man. We got baseboard heat in here. Ah, good and move. considering the ground outside has not thawed at my house in about two weeks, it's quite pleasant in here. The pump house also uh, doubles as a cell phone storage hut. Ah. Yep, Brad Brad lost his phone for half a day in here the other day. (laughs) Uh, It also has a beer fridge and a uh, wine rack. So there's everything you could possibly need in here. You are correct. You've just listed everything we could possibly need. (laughs) You throw in a crock pot, you never have to leave. Oh, Ted, that's a good upgrade. Bottle of liquor, keep you warm, all the, you know, the whole you, deal. You mentioned the frozen ground, and I've noticed this week, and it's been very sunny but very cold outside, and uh, truly and literally, when I take the dog out, I'm picking up a steaming pile of bass, and it yeah. just oh, makes yeah. it worse. I'm like, God, that looks so much worse than just a regular turd. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the idea of the pump house if you're married, because you're yeah. just like, you know what, I've had enough of you. I'm going to the pump house. <laughs> that's right. I would just act I like I'm at all the time. in the pump house. I'll be back. It's going to cool off a little bit, you know? Sometimes that's all you need is five minutes. That's exactly right. How was the Thanksgiving with family? Thanksgiving was great, minus uh, whatever that was that the Seahawks were attempting to do on Thursday. Uh, The Apple Cup was obviously a great game, and that's honestly all you can ask for when you're a Coug. And I was very (laughs) impressed with the final score, even though we didn't come out uh, the victors. That was a great game, though, man. You're right. Did you eat enough food? For sure. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. I just threw out the last of the Thanksgiving leftovers this morning because they were a little beyond, uh, you know, usage at this point. But I enjoyed leftovers for several days in a row. What was the star of the show? There's always one star of the show. Like the turkey came out great. The mashed potatoes were creamy. What was the one thing there? I was like, man, that's good. Man, so we have this family recipe for like homemade crescent rolls. And I have an aunt that used to make it for years and years. And then that kind of stopped happening. And then another aunt stepped up and made them this year. And it was that, that just tasty nostalgia that you need sometimes. It was like chicken soup for the soul, baby. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's see here. Uh, today, uh, I guess they did a little uh, discussion on Reddit about uh, you know, everybody has a favorite band. And a lot of people have bands that they absolutely cannot stand. But there's also something right there in between where you're like, well, uh, I don't mind it. It's not that bad. It's just not that great, I guess is the right way to put it. I feel like that's how I feel about Taylor Swift, right? She's all the rage, massive icon. I don't really know her songs, but every once in a while, my kids or my wife will say, this is her. And I'm like, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just, it's nothing. I don't know why she's so big. Exactly. But uh, today we have a list of bands and musical acts that they say are not really that good. Not really bad, just boring. Now, Isn't uh, that even worse? Taryn, would you put U2 in that category for you? I 
absolutely would. And they actually make it into the top 15 on this list, but they did not crack into the top 10. And again, I just really don't like you two, but <laughs> at the end of the day, they're just kind of blah, yeah. you know? Well, it's here, not my thing in the first place. I'm not denying that they're they're a very popular band, but they're just kind of blah for right. me. Well, look, this is not a popular opinion. I'm, I'm going to catch hell for it, but it's not that they're not good, and it's not that they're not bad, but Pink Floyd just bores the hell out of me at times. So it's not that I don't appreciate what they do. Right, they're not excited. I don't think they're a bad band by any stretch of the imagination. And they do have good songs. It's just 85% of the time. Right. They just seem to be boring to me. And I know people would be like, oh, my God, that's sacrilegious. I don't care. It's just... I have all. I those, think that's fair. I, I think have, it's fair. I have five Pink Floyd albums at home. Trust me. I mean, it's not that I'm not a fan. I'm just sometimes I'm like, eh. I listen to the album. Like, yeah. I think that even if you love Pink Floyd, I don't think you did them a disservice by saying that. I think that's pretty. To a degree, like when you've heard two of their songs, you've kind of heard them all. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's exactly. The like, there's no exactly. variation. Right. You're like, all exactly. Right, so today on Sit and Spin, we have ten musical acts that are not good. They're not bad. They are just boring. <laughs> Ted is broken hearted. Mumford and Sons, I'm dying because someone called them Imagine Wagons, and I, I can't unhear that now. And it's, it's Imagine, Imagine Wagons. Man, I saw Mumford by myself. I thought it was an awesome show. I hate music that sounds like this. I have to admit it. I, I, I do. How do you describe this, though? Like Irish Jug music? I was going to say, it's kind of like Irishy Jug stuff. And to me, every song by Mumford yeah. and Sons kind of has the same beats per minute. You know what I mean? Like, there's not, I don't really hear it, like, change a lot. I feel like it's like Shepherd's Pie or something. I can't really. It's, oh, it's Shepherd's Pie is delicious. It's okay, but it's not as good as a pop. To me, they're like the Irish Dave Matthews. Okay. Like, Dave Matthews right. could sing right. this, right? Okay. Yeah, I'll Except his voice would crack a little more. Ten musical acts that are not <laughs> good, not bad. They are just boring, and this list will piss people off. Nine, number nine. of Imagine Dragons and the quote from the internet said the kind of band major corporations would hire for team bonding events absolutely edgy enough to be cool but safe enough to not upset anyone all that said gentlemen there is nothing about the lead singer with his shirt off that is boring to me and I would go to that concert with noise canceling headphones and I would watch him all night long good to know. and I actually don't mind Imagine Dragons but that's a very good description of what they are they write really great soundtrack music yeah, yeah. thank you but I think that's their point is nobody minds them yeah. just no one's enthusiastic right. yes. 10 musical acts that are not good or bad just boring eight number eight Oh, it's just Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, I like I don't know her music, but every time I hear it, I'm like, okay, look, it's nothing against her. We're all sick of hearing about her, so it's not that. But like, I don't understand what she has done that people are so crazy about. I'm like this because kind of like they're saying with Imagine Dragons, I would hire her from our corporate team building retreat. Put it this way. If you can listen to it in front of your parents when you're a kid and your parents don't mind it, you ain't listening to anything. I don't know how many corporations can afford her, though. Yeah, that's that's No, and here's the thing. I'm thrilled to kind of echo your sentiments about Taylor Swift. I don't have any issues with her. I will always be, you know, a supporter of Taylor Swift. However, 
When people say, well, you know, she writes all her own material. I'm like, yeah, that's evident. That's not a brag point. Oh, like that's not a brag point. Yeah, maybe she should hire a songwriter. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying maybe she should. Some people just say you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And there's a famous quote from Angus Young where a reporter goes, some people say that, you know, you guys have done two, uh, ten albums and every one of those albums sounds exactly the same. Yeah. And he said, that is not true. We've done 11 albums. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) These are 10 musical acts that are not good, not bad, just boring. Number seven. <laughs> yeah, Coldplay. I mean, again, another corporate event. Ar- ar- it is. I mean, look, I get it. Coldplay's not like get you pumped up, but I do enjoy their music. They're not bad. God, they are kind of boring. I mean, like, they're, they're not. They're not bad. Okay. They're actually pretty good. They have a very unique sound. They're just boring. This yeah. is the question to ask yourself to really feel how you feel about a band. Somebody says, hey, man, Coldplay's coming into town. Do you want to buy tickets? Mm-hmm. No. Coldplay's coming into town. I got an extra ticket. Do you want to go? Sure. Taren, yeah, I would not yeah. spend money to go see you, but I will go see you for free. Taryn, I had this weird thing with my head. I don't know what it was, but they were going to give me an MRI and check out my brain, right, to make sure that I was not crazi. So I go in for an MRI, and they say, what kind of music do you like? MRI takes a long time. I yeah. I said, they said, you like rock? I said, yeah, put on rock. They played the entire Coldplay album. When I <laughs> no. got out of that MRI, I wanted to kill somebody. <laughs> I was so angry and mad. Just from the format, said, this, this is not rock. This sucks. And if you if they were to, scanning your brain, they would probably notice, like, oh, something is wrong with this exactly. guy. <laughs> he hates this music. Ten music acts that are not good, not bad, just boring. Six, number six. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Don't you dare talk trash on my Foo Fighters. What are they saying about the Foo Fighters? I mean, they're very good, but there's... I kind of agree. There's just there hasn't been a song that's truly knocked my socks off. Like I will not diss Dave Grohl at all. I will not diss Foo Fighters at all. They are a fine band. They deserve the success that they've had. But it's just there's never one that I'm just this is this is the song. I think it's tougher with rock too because they're good. I like them, but there's nothing risky. There's nothing. It doesn't feel dangerous. You know what I mean? Like with rock well, the, music, well, man, you want to be rebellious. You want that thing, or your parents totally. are like, I hate it. This is not it. And the quote from the internet said, I love Dave Grohl, but all their new stuff sounds the same. Okay. That's kind of fair, but I do love Foo Fighters' awesome show. I like their sound. Ten musical acts that are not good, not bad. They say just pouring. Five, number five. I know when that outline blinks. I mean, the guy that hates this list. The guy, right. I mean, like, basically, we can call this list like bands that make money and hits. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, so the quote about Drake is he's pretty bland. That being said, I looked up that in 2021, he became the second act to occupy the entire Hot 100's top five in a single week. The other act was the Beatles in 1964. So he's probably happy he's bland then. And some of his older He'll stuff is, is a lot more aggressive. Sure. The older you get, the more you tend to cool up. But look, bland works, man. Because like Ted just said, this is how to make hits. Yeah. These are mm-hmm. uh, 10 musical acts that are not good, not bad, just boring. Four, number four. <laughs> now this I agree with. <laughs> now see, I would not say they're boring. I mean, as far as musically, a li- maybe musically they're boring, boring, but as far as their presence in a stage show, I don't think they're boring. But I mean, like, for well, music alone, you can't argue. Heaven's on fire, lick yeah. it up, come on. Put the X sure. in sex. Yeah. I mean. And the person online said their live presence was silly. I just don't get it. Oh, it's very silly. Right. All right. That's what to get. Don't yeah. take it seriously. If you think it's silly, you got it. Right. <laughs> You're in on it. Right. These are 10 musical acts. They're not good, not bad, just boring. Three, 
Number I agree on this one. Maroon 5. And it said uh, they've been chasing every single trend possible since 2017. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can look at what's-his-name body and see all the bad tattoos. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Got this one in 2008. Oh, yeah, Updated. Right. He's got a tramp stamp <laughs> and a curse of saying yeah. on his ribs. <laughs> Ten musical acts that are not good, not bad. Just boring. Two, number two. So, honey, now. Did Tara know? <laughs> We're not going to do this to Ed Sheeran. Oh, Listen come on. to the soul in that man's voice. Thank you. Here's what? the thing, Ted. He did an appearance on Sesame Street, and when my four-year-old was into Sesame Street a couple of years ago, even he was like, can we turn this off? It's oh, boring. Damn. Sure, look, I've seen a seven-year-old say Coldplay makes me sleepy. I mean, these bands happen. <laughs> Ed Sheeran to me is a very talented individual. Exciting. Right. Just- now. Boring. Just because there's a time and place for for his music does not mean that he's boring. It's not that he's not bad. He's good. I he's know. just boring. He's boring. Uh, That's the list. This I, is just the music that you play in the movie theater when people are loading up before the movie starts. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. Right, you can enough. hear this in the hey, grocery none store. None of these people care they're on this list. They're all filthy rich. Right. These are ten musical acts that are not good, not bad, just boring. We made it to number one. Okay. Okay, Michael. We just killed this one. We just killed Mike and Ted with this number one on the list. Five fingers. Well, look, I'll give you their overrated. On the internet, they are called the Nickelback of metal. Now, if only they could sell albums as Nickelback does, that would be really great. Wow. I mean, it's not exactly wrong, but number one. Hey, Number one, see, Mike. Harsh. You don't harsh. see Rush on this list because nobody cares enough. Terry <laughs> 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 Daly, I'll thank you so much. Up. We will see you coming up here at uh, 6 o'clock. Also, the uh, shot of the day is on the way. You are listening to The Men's Room. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. 
Our question, looking back, I never should have bumped uglies with blank. 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Daryl. Welcome to the men's room. Hello, gentlemen. Hola. Yeah, back in the 80s, I was in the military, and uh, I, I met this girl that uh, had a, a funny smell to her vagina. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was really embarrassed because I went back three times. Were, uh, was this here in, uh, in the United States of America? Well, no, but uh, we are both. We both met in uh, Denver, Colorado. All right. Okay. Had a funny and smell, he, but you went back anyway. Yeah, it, it, it was horrendous. You know, if the sheets would go up in the middle of the night, the smell would wake me up. Okay. Why did you keep having sex with this person, man? I guess I was just lonely. I, I, there's no other excuse. All right. I mean, um, look, I'm a dude, so I do get it on some level. But I'm saying, if it's that bad that if the sheets well, go off, it wakes you did, up. Did like, she? No. Did she give you any type of infection? Uh, no, no, not that I know of. But uh, after your uh, uh, description, Miles, I might have to go get myself checked out. It might be a good idea. Well, how, lo- how long? Ago, how long? Ago, how long ago was this? Oh, it was in the early '80s. Well, you know, more than likely, how old are you right now? 62. At your age, more than likely you have HPV. Most people do. It's uh, it's it's pretty prevalent in people in that age range because there was no vaccine at the time. Right. So you couldn't get a you couldn't get a shot for it. So a number of people have that. I know that I have that. I've been tested. So I, I you've been tested. I yeah. already know. I've I, I've got it. But but a lot of people do have it. So what do you do if you've got it, or do you just have it if you've got it? You just have it, and you can uh, you can give you it can to transmit other, it. Right. You can transmit it. But huh. I, I, I I have I have never had an outbreak in years. So I don't. I, I'm not. Really what is sure. the HPV outbreak? Like how would you know? Well, sometimes but, it's herpes. There's a lot of different things. So it, it, it'll basically send other things into... Correct. Uh, I, I believe that is also true for uh, herpes of the mouth. So if you have cold sores and all that... It's funny. If it's on your mouth, we call likely, it a cold sore. If it's not, we call it herpes. Likely, Correct. Right? More than likely it's... Uh, but it's your HPV. cold sore is, in fact, herpes. Yeah. Or a herpes virus, right. anyway. A new study out of Toronto, Canada, suggests that men and women have very different uh, feelings of regret after having sex. While men wish they were better at picking up women or, or talking uh, or taking them to bed, women say they regret who they lost their virginity to or moving too fast sexually with, according to the results of a study. I feel like I hear that a lot from women. You know, look, and I get it. I understand because there's the stressors, typically the age involved and all that. I would say 99% of the women I've ever met, they go like, oh, if I had to lose my virginity again, it would not have been to blank, where well, sure. every guy I've talked to. They're like, her name was Tina Fowler. Like, they don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's like, for guys, it's like, man, we just want to break that seal. You know what I mean? We just want to we want to start sure. the race. You know? And it's very rarely going to be the best sex that you've ever had. Because well, at the time, it will be. Because it's the only sex you've ever had. So it will, in fact, be the best sex mm-hmm. you've ever had. And, uh, yeah, but I, I, most guys I've talked to, with the exception of maybe two in my life, they're like, look, man, she wasn't cute. She wasn't pretty. Maybe she was the, we don't care. You're like, but right. I had sex. It is such a celebration. <laughs> now, the researchers say their findings, published in the Journal of uh, Archives of Sexual Behavior, align with evolution, reproduction, and the repercussions that could follow sex. So, 
24,000 people were involved in the study, asked about their sexual regrets in a series of studies. Now, respondents were asked to look at uh, hypothetical situations. Okay. Uh, Then they looked at a list of common regrets and had to tick off which applied to them. Straight, gay, lesbian, bisexual respondents all took part in the study. So here were the three most common regrets for men. Anybody? For have, men. For men. Any guesses on the three most common uh, regrets? Uh, regrets when it comes uh, to sex. Just any kind of making a move, anything. Probably not being more experimental in bed would be my guess. Like, uh, I really wish I had tried. Because, again, and just guys I talk to, you might not like someone you've had sex with or something like that, but if you're talking a common regret, universal to guys, I would assume that. That's the only thing I can think of. I'm, I'm going to say it's it's who you had sex with. Really? Right. Be, because, guys, like you said, you're trying to break the seal. Yeah. So You're just trying to get there, man. Exactly. So here are the three most common regrets. Being too shy to make a move on a prospective sexual partner. Yeah, at 20, I mean. 27%. Now, if you knew the people who might have been interested in you and might have wanted to be with you, but never knew it, now, it could be zero. It could be 10. It could be 20. There's always someone. There's one chick I can think way back in the day. We, we were opening a new restaurant. She was part of the wait staff. I'm the kitchen crew. The restaurant was not open yet. We're like two or three days from opening, but everyone's there to set stuff up and all this. And this girl walked in, and I just thought she was... Absolutely the most stunning woman I'd ever seen. It's probably the first time in my life in adulthood where, like, my jaw dropped. Just looking mm-hmm. at her. Real nice girl. Worked with her for, like, two years, all right? I never made a move on her. She's one of the few chicks where I'd get real nervous to talk to her. Typically, I don't have a problem. But with her, I'm just like, I know I have no chance, right? She is gorgeous. She's fun. She's funny. Blah, 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 blah. Worked together for two years. Got along well, right? Tried not to give it another thought. Bump into her maybe 10 years later, like, Oh, hey, man, haven't seen you in a while. We're catching up. Well, she's now married. But at that point, she tells me, oh, my God, I just thought you were the hottest thing. And, I mean, I was pissed. Did you tell her that? Yes. I was like, are you effing serious? And she's like, oh, yeah, I just thought that you're really cute, really cool. And I'm like, oh, my God, and now you're married and you're telling me this S now. I'm like, man, I would have dropped everything to happen. Are you kidding me, man? I mean, and she was still stunning. So she's telling me this. I'm like, you know, part of you is flattered, but I'll be honest with you, man. I would have rather not, not known. known. Yep. Sir, I swear to God. Uh, guys said that uh, not being more sexually adventurous when they were young. 23% said that. <laughs> now that I'm old, I'm freaky. Uh, not being more sexually adventurous when they were single. So well, those, sure. those are the regrets for men. But women are completely different. Losing their virginity, the wrong partner. 24% yeah, said I that. I hear that plenty. Uh, cheating on a present or past partner. Fair. 23% Fair. said, but that did not show up with men. Right. There was no. Oh, no, I'm cool with that, man. Cheating or present or past partner, regretting that. That did not show up. Uh, moving too fast, actually, uh, 20%. Uh, more women than men uh, even said having sex with an unattractive partner was their top regret. <laughs> now, sleeping with ugly dudes. Well, if you get married eventually, I mean, we're all going to be you ugly. You start getting ugly. That's why they call it bumping uglies. But you get ugly together. Yes. Across the board, men and women uh, were having equal amounts of casual sex, but it was women who felt more remorse over those encounters, uh, according to the study. Uh, this was the same in gay, lesbian, bisexual hookups. Women always felt regret more often and more intensely. Our question, looking back, I never should have bumped uglies with blank. 206-803-ROCK. A woman chimes in here uh, on the text line, pretty much the opposite of everything you just read. It says, I'm a female in my late 40s. I lost my virginity in high school. We're still friends. He's actually somewhat famous, and I see him when he comes to Seattle uh, on tour. Hmm. I'm incredibly grateful for my unique circumstances of still being friends. Good, man. Yeah. You rarely hear that. 
You know, you might have an ex that you're still friends with or something like that, but typically not the person you lost your virginity to. Yeah, my, my first girlfriend wouldn't talk to me in a million years. If you saw her now? No. Really? Now? I mean, maybe. All these years. That's, that's, really? Exactly, yes. Wow, I'm trying to think. And it was it was just it was just a mutual breakup, and then, yeah. she, and then a couple of months later, she got with a guy. She might have been with him, uh, or been interested in when we were together. I'm either, sure she was. Either way, um, she ended up marrying that guy. I'm pretty sure they're still married. But for whatever reason, I, I just... Like even at a high school reunion one year, uh, she just completely ignored me. I was like, eventually I'll I'll get around in a circle where I can say, Why do you hey, think that? You I mean, we're talking like forty years later. I have right? no idea. You I, really don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> well, she was also there. She was also there with her. I husband. listen to your show. Sure. Miles. I mean, but look, well, she was there with her husband. But it's not like you say, "Oh, hey, here's the guy that I had sex with." You don't have to. Well, this is mine. Right. You know exactly. I mean? That's all you have really to say. Like a boyfriend or, or three or four before. That guy, so like, what, what, what really, she still blows you off. Oh, and the first guy that she went out with, <laughs> Damn. Uh, the first guy that she went out with after me was a bartender buddy that I knew, uh, right? And his name was EJ. And I, and like, and, and I knew he hooked up with her a few times. I'm like, damn it, EJ, why'd you do that to me? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I see him a few years later, and he's like, Miles, I'm like, oh, dude, you know, so we, I'm at this point in time, he's like, it's water under the bridge. Right, man. We're, we're, so what? We're Eskimo brothers. Who, who cares? Like, we're high five, and uh, he's still a bartender. He was, you know, we we're, were he was doing shots behind the bar with me. We had a blast that night just talking about old friends, old times. Sure. Like, who cares? She does, Miles. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, I, I never should have bumped uglies with Blank. 206-803-ROCK. Well, we know her answer. I, Miles yeah, Montgomery. I hate that mother. God. <laughs> All the decades have passed. Hate that mother. And she just. I tried staying friends with him, but the more I hung out with him, I just realized. The less oh, I like him. God this. almighty. Want more of the men's room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, the greatest story never told. Available on radio.com. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat and potatoes. Now, here's your host, head chef of the men's room, the Ted Nugent. Head chef in the house. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Uh, today we're talking about chain restaurants that have the, uh, as they say, the highest quality fish sandwiches. Hmm. Highest quality. Okay. okay. Yeah, and we're and this is just fish sandwiches, so this doesn't count like getting a tuna sub at uh, at a sub shop. Yeah, so I don't really consider that a fish sandwich. Strangely, now, somehow tuna fish, even though it is, does not seem to qualify to anyone as seafood. It just you know what I mean? Right. Once it, it's just not seafood somehow. And I don't know why that is. It makes no sense. It lives in the same place as all the rest of it, mm-hmm. but not seafood. Yeah, and maybe just because McDonald's was the first one to, with the fish filet. But, like, I'm with Miles. Like, if, I, if you say fish sandwich, it's either got to be, like, fried. Like, it's got to be cooked yeah. and on a bun. It's got to be, in my mind, too, I don't mind a blackened fish sandwich, but I prefer a breaded, bread, whether it's fried. Whether it's, you know, uh, breadcrumbs or it's done with a beer batter, kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, a traditional English fish and chip. Yeah. That's always a great way to, to yes, do a it fish is. sandwich. All right. If I just cook some fish sticks and put them on white bread, does that count as a fish sandwich? It does not. I, I say it does. I are they breaded fish sticks? Uh, I think all fish sticks are breaded. You know what? That's a good point. Okay, Ted. How about when you get a uh, How about when you get a fish taco and they do that and they cut the 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 fish strips in, in little pieces? See, to me, that's not a good fish taco. I'd rather have it not breaded than breaded. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm with Miles on this one. Like. A fish taco. I want that fish to be a little bit fresher and like blackened right. or yeah, grilled. Thank you. Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> All right, we'll start with Culver's. Now, most of us don't know Culver's as it's a Wisconsin-based burger chain, uh, primarily known for its butter burgers and frozen custard. 
but I guess they have a, a fish sandwich and they say it's uh, they promise that it's never frozen. Especially true for its fish sandwich, according to satisfied customers. The chain's North Atlantic cod sandwich features tartar sauce uh, made from lettuce, sprinkled Wisconsin cheddar cheese, and a crispy fillet of breaded, flavorful cod. Man, I, am, I don't know how I feel about cheese on the fish sandwich. I will tell you this: I, I'm impressed by the fact that the the fish is is fresh and it's not frozen. Right. And I'm not saying that they don't receive it frozen and then put it someplace to make it, you know, thawed out. But the idea of having fresh fish on a sandwich, that's kind of impressive. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I would also say, too, if you're ever like in a beach town or whatever, especially in a warmer climate, like generally they'll have whatever the local fish there is, like blackened or something. as get a fish it. Yeah. Just get it. Wherever you are, just get it, man. It's good. You're right. Uh, next on the list. And I mean, this won't shock you, but it's Arby's. First of all. Arby's knocks it out of the park because there it comes on a King Hawaiian roll. Ooh. All right. Already I mean, a win. You're, you're, it's Ooh. almost like cheating. You know what I mean? It's like being graded on a curve once you put it on a Hawaiian roll. Man, I didn't realize Arby's man. had a fish sandwich. My, my, my sister brought rolls for Thanksgiving. They were great. They were from the Cheesecake Factory. No complaints. But I didn't miss a good Hawaiian roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the King's Hawaiian Fish Deluxe Sandwich includes uh, crunch, crunchy fried filet, tartar sauce as its star components, and a sandwich known as the spicy fish sandwich, very similar, uh, but except you can uh, add fire roasted jalapenos. Uh, so, yeah, they've got a lot of positive reviews on that one. Yeah, they've got uh, Arby's actually has three different fish sandwiches. So as far as selection goes, you know, like you, typically they'll do that on a chicken sandwich. So right, right, right. Blue or whatever the deal is. Uh, Arby's has the, the most variety. Yeah. Here's a local one for us. Uh, Ivers, the seafood right. bar. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that makes complete sense. Yeah. They have great fish. Yeah, exactly. That's what I say. Uh, the crunchy breaded, uh, flaky bite is to be found in the chain's, uh, panko fish sandwich. And uh, it's a great triumph as they say here, cause people love it. And obviously the I- Ivers seafood bar, man, you can go down there all the time. Like the restaurants are, are amazing as well, but like I go down to that seafood bar and just get stuff. I recommend the one highly that's up by the old North uh, Lake Pizza. That's now uh, whatever it is, uh, Big Mario's. So the Ivers, it's on the water on the north the side. Salmon of the house. The sa- well, they, uh. but they but they also have the uh, the shack on the outside for the for the sandwiches and the, the chowder and stuff. So All right, nice. Uh, Miles, uh, by the way, thanks for the list. This one will be near and dear to your heart. Hooters, Hooters, really? They have a fish sandwich. Though you've probably never heard of the Hooters Big Fish Sandwich <laughs> until now, <laughs> it is evidently heaven on a hoagie roll. Ooh, I had no idea. Well, if they're, if they're putting it on a hoagie roll, that means the fish has to be huge. Agreed. Yeah, they say, look, it's either grilled or breaded or battered and fried. Uh, your, your choice. Finished off with a simple layer of tartar sauce. Uh, they say, look, they, according to the reviews, this simple recipe is what makes it so good. I believe that. That sounds like a home run, dude. Their, their breading is great. That sounds, it is really good, yeah. Sounds like a BK, you know, original chicken sandwich just with fish. That sounds fantastic. It kind of, I just, yep, I had no yep. idea that they used to call that back in the day the whaler, Mike. The whaler, because people ate wh- eat whale here. Yeah, <laughs> real, real popular. <laughs> I, I will say, I am partial to the BK Big Fish. I thoroughly enjoy that sandwich. Hell yeah. Uh, let's see, Captain D's. D. Captain Captain D's. They 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 have their moments. Are you familiar with Captain D's? Oh sure, I'm not. Yeah, they're uh, out of uh, either Memphis or Nashville. Nashville. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they're pretty famous uh, for their chicken and stuff. What makes this one stand out, and they say at first glance, is sheer size. 
Customers received not one, but two fish fillets on a toasted bun, lettuce, dollop of tar- tartar, and they say it's a gigantic masterpiece, delivers on taste. That's one of the things I like about getting a, uh, a fish sandwich at the Pacific Inn in, uh, Man, in, in, in yeah. Fremont and Wallingford is they put two big pieces of fish on that sandwich. Their fish and chips is ridiculous. Yeah, their sandwich, they just take two of those, mm-hmm. stick it on there. And, yeah. and also like the fact that at the PI, uh, Ted, you know this, it's open face. So as far as the condiments and accoutrements that you want right. on there, that, that's your call. If you want pickles, lettuce, onions, tomato, they let, sure. they let you build the sandwich the way you want it. Which I appreciate. And they give you some tartar. Yeah, and until I moved out to Seattle, to the West Coast, I had no idea people were using tartar for just French fries. Uh, me neither. That's just not I, the East Coast. We'll I, do vinegar on the East Coast. We don't really. We just tartars on fish and it ends there. They, do the, English, still, they do the English version, the malt. It's still weird even though it's here. You think so? It's weird. I feel like fries you can dip. Look, people dip their fries in Frosties, which I find revolting. Yes. But I understand that people like it. And apparently French fries, you can just it's dip the, in it's any the, damn thing you it's want. The and it's the sweet okay. and the salty on that one. No, I get it, man. It's just, no. Okay. Uh, sticking with kind of the theme here, if you could fry stuff good, you'd probably make a good fish sandwich. Popeye shows up on the oh, list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. God, probably that's got to be great. And you know it's a Cajun blend or something. Exactly right. Uh, one of the, you know, they're notable for their Cajun flavors associated with New Orleans. Uh, they have fried chicken, right? I always like their fried shrimp. And you'll, you'll notice like a lot of this stuff, like their fish sandwich, all their fried shrimp baskets. Like, I don't know if they have them all year, but for sure, when you get into Lent, uh, right before Easter and after Fat Tuesday, that's what a lot of these sandwiches start out. Well, that was, uh, that, that was the whole beginning for the thing with McDonald's. So the, isn't the whole correct. premise being a Catholic? I mean, you know, this. I mean, the whole reason oh, yeah, for yeah. that. So that, that kind of started the whole trend just based on religion. Yeah, exactly. He's the one guy started in in Ohio, and it was kind of weird. They added a fish sandwich, but they were like, "Oh, it sells!" Like, yeah. And look, growing up as a Catholic, like that's all we ate. It was either that or cheese pizza on Fridays. But the Popeyes one, uh, the fish sandwich is is massive, and it's a layer of sliced pickles served together on that brioche bun. Brioche, that's Ooh. solid, man. Brioche is solid. Yeah, you know what? A lot of these two, and it's nice to see even the fast food chain restaurants. Like, I feel like food's just gotten better that we've expanded in like what we're using. I agree. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Absolutely. It's been a good thing. If you guys had your druthers, would you pick the Hawaiian roll or the brioche bun when it came to a fish sandwich? Uh, for a fish sandwich, maybe the brioche bun, just because the Hawaiian roll is a little sweeter. I'm with you. I'd have to. Try, I'd have to try it. Like a potato roll. Ah, yeah, potato yeah. rolls. Are look, solid. look, look. Just don't put anything on two things: ciabatta or a sesame seed bun. Other See, than a Big Mac. You're a ciabatta hater, Miles. I really I, don't mind the ciabatta. Now, I, for a fish sandwich, no. The, the, the fish, the fish is just going to be too mushy and, and it's oh, not going to hold up I'm at not all. A, but I'm not, I, I'm not I don't even like ciabatta. I do like a sesame seed bun, but I do not like. Ciabatta. Although the thing with the sesame seed bun, I don't know why they put them on because it doesn't add any taste. No. You know what I mean? It's it's aesthetic. Yeah, purely. I think it depends on what you're eating, too. Like, I'm not a huge sesame seed bun guy, but if I'm going to eat, like, pulled pork sandwich, then to me it has to be on a sesame seed bun. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Weird. Wendy's makes the list, too. Uh, I was going to say the uh, widely celebrated crispy panko fish sandwich, which takes a breaded Alaskan pollock, dill tartar sauce, pickles, and the unique uh, addition of a slice of melty American cheese. It's not that unique. They stole it from McDonald's. Yeah, say, it's American <laughs> cheese on a fish sandwich. Man. It's, <laughs> only if they, it's, they either have cheese or they don't. Like, you would never put cheese on one if you made it at home. I, no, never. So, yeah. I mean, again, right, the only time I would put, you know, we said there's tuna melts, and sure. then if you have, like, frozen squares of fish at home, and you're going to make a fish sandwich at home. But okay. you're right. That's yeah. generally the only time dairy is really going to show up on this list. 
again, the Wendy's one only available uh, in February when you get to that time of year. And you know what, Mike? You're right. What's better, the brioche bun or the Hawaiian bun? Uh, when we get into February and Lent, we'll just have to, uh, on this segment, we'll have to try the Arby's one. Ooh, and then like we'll have that. to try the Popeye's yeah, one. Yeah, baby. Yeah, it seems like something to look forward to. On these, I already uh, am. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Ted. We appreciate it. Shout out the day's coming up. You are listening to The Men's Room. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Connect with the men's room on Instagram at men's room live. Oh boy. Hello, Eastwood. Welcome to the men's room. <laughs> Hola, bichola. Hola. Eastwood, are you sober or not sober? Oh boy. Hey, I'm sober right now. I'm sitting oh. out here outside the library here in uh, Shelton uh, using the internet, trying, trying to get my free emergency pizza from Domino's. Okay. All right, Eastwood. All right, our men's room poll. You'll never have to do one again. Are you taking dishes, laundry, vacuuming, or cooking? Bless you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, God bless you, too. Uh, b- b- vacuuming. I don't, I don't like to vacuum. Okay. You seem like a man who works with his hands all the time. I figured vacuuming would not bother you too much. No, it doesn't, but I like all the rest, man. I like doing laundry and cooking, and I like the rest, so well, maybe it's the least of my favorites. All right, fair enough. All right, here is your question. In Ireland, what is known as, quote, the black stuff? Hint, not basketball. Oh, the black stuff, yeah. Now, Steve, that's real hill, huh? Uh, um, oh, geez. Uh, I don't know. Mushrooms. I don't know. The Guinness. Black Guinness. Stuff. Get it. Yeah. Guinness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Should have got that. That black stuff. Okay, my bad. Sorry for my racist comments. I thought we were going there. You just meant Guinness. Okay. My bad. I apologize. I'm not trying to be racist. You know, you're just a man like the rest of us. I love you, man. You're one of the best there is. (laughs) Thank you, man. (laughs) I got a black family, man. My sister married uh, David Orange. I got black nieces and nephews, and, you know, they're all over the place. One time at work, I was showing a picture of my little niece, uh, sorry to to these black guys, and he goes, Phil, you know that she's black? And I go, yeah, well, so what? You know, (laughs) it's my niece. Now, would your black brother-in-law brag about you? 
He passed away. But yeah, he loved me. Oh, Dave was a great guy, man. He was, he was <laughs> well, a he just, he just Miles he Montgomery. He's one. I know. Unbelievable. I, I just became Miles Montgomery <laughs> for David one only, moment. He was head of the game squad for the Seattle Police Department for 23 years. I think he served for, for them. Everybody knows David Orange. David uh, Orange. Orange is, in fact, right. the new black. All right, here is your yeah, question. I got, a, I, got a, I got a niece named Shasta Orange. <laughs> Sha- are you kidding me? No, my mom's name Shasta. So Shasta, Shasta Orange. Shasta. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. All <laughs> right, of course you do. All right, here's your question. What actor played the role of Dr. Frankenstein in the 1974 movie Young Frankenstein? Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, uh, Mel Brooks. Is it Christopher Lloyd? Nope. He was also Willy Wonka. Oh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, yeah. I like him. All right, here's your question. We stay in the uh, Hollywood. Julie Andrews won an Oscar for her role in what Disney movie? Uh, I, I don't know. The Sound of Music. Now the other one. Not a terrible go. Was that her in Sound of Music, yep. too? Mary Poppins? Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Which sounds like a female rap artist. I'm sorry. It just does. Well, there's yeah, that. Her first um, single is uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. Well, adult star, Cherry Poppins. Miles. <laughs> yes. She is a real adult yeah. star. That is a yes. real star. Yes. Oh, my God. Although the name's only true once. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not anymore. All right, your question. Whose likeness is depicted on the Purple Heart Award? Barney. <laughs> the Purple Heart. Mm-hmm. Whose likeness? All yeah. that, all I got is Grimace. Yeah, it's a profile of this particular individual. Andrew Jackson. Jorge. Jorge Washington. George Washington. Question George five. Washington, huh? Suck. Yeah, fairly popular dude. I've never seen one. I mean, I've seen it on TV. I've, I've never, never had seen one. one in person. No, no, no. There's a giant one in Edom Claw. Is there? There is. For I've, real? Yeah, there's just a big, uh, it, it's a Purple Heart monument that's just, it's got this, uh, uh, I, it's hard to describe it, kind of like how the Lincoln Memorial, how it's kind of like a sunken in building with all these yeah. pillars, right? It's a smaller version of that, but then it's just got a big old Purple Heart medal in is there. Is there any reason behind well, that? Or are I, they just honoring I haven't the walked heart. up on the thing to know, to be honest with you. Really? You never just read whatever the inscription? Like, oh, no, the Purple Heart. Like, I haven't actually walked up to it, no. Okay. All right, Hell, Mike, I've been to it. Have you been to it, Ted? I have. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, it's my father ended up getting a Purple Heart, so when I would spend time down there back in the day, I was like, oh, let's go check that out. What year did your uh, dad get a Purple Heart? Oh, man, that was a massive issue, Thrill. So Uh-oh. he got injured in 69. I don't think he finally got it till oh late 90s. Oh, really? Whoa. And I'm guessing he had yeah. a lot to say about that. Oh, you know he did. <laughs> well, I'm glad he finally got it. Was that in it. Vietnam, Ted? Was that in Vietnam? Uh, correct. Correct, Eastwood. He did a tour, a combat tour in 69. And then, uh, no jokes, and then right where he got injured, technically our troops weren't supposed to be there. So that was the Oh, right, 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 right. We can't give you the Purple Heart, because if we gave you the Purple Heart, we have to tell the American public that you were someplace that we, quote, unquote, never were. Correct. Damn. Yeah, the support forces used to lock the ammunition up on those guys. It, it, it's sad. Yeah, I graduated in 72. I was number 326 in the lottery, and they drafted the top one third. I didn't have to go, thank God. And here you are now, gracing our airwaves. 
All right. Yeah, I know. Eastwood, here's your question. Who celebrates their 111th birthday in the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring? Yes, Mike, I knew you would know the answer instantly. I don't know. Bobo Fett. I don't know the Lord of the Rings. Boba Fett. Very close. Bilbo Fett. No, Bilbo Baggins. Oh, Bilbo Bilbo Baggins. Baggins. Mm -hmm. All right, Eastwood. Which actor played James Bond in the movie Diamonds Are Forever? Well, isn't that Sean Connery? Bingo. It was, was, in fact, Sean Connery. Nice job. Well done. Gave us Big W206-803 Rock. Hello, Adam. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bitch hola. Hola. Adam, you on Team Sober or Team Not Sober? Team Sober. All right, Adam, welcome to Big W. Okay, what chore will you never do again? Dishes, laundry, vacuuming, or cooking? Oh, laundry. Laundry. Yeah, people have no problem with that one. Uh, by the way, Mike, apparently the Purple Heart and Enumclaw is part of the Korean War Memorial, oh. and Enumclaw is known as the Purple Heart City, which is why they have the big uh, monument. Okay. Did you know that your hometown was known as the Purple I Heart? I did not, but that explains some things. <laughs> right, it's all coming together yes. now. Three decades of life. And it's like, oh, that yeah, makes sense. Moved out after two. All right. Here is your question. We were just talking about Sean Connery. What was Sean Connery's final movie? Slammed so badly by critics that he quit acting. That was The uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. I liked that movie. Of course you did. It was a bad movie. Okay. I was a little bit younger when I watched it, but there was a lot of really cool characters in that movie. I think the premise was cool. The idea of the characters is great. The execution of the movie. What was wrong with the execution of the movie? It was they a stupid, made it. almost comic. It, it was a literary movie is all it was. It was, it was terrible. Oh. All right, Adam. Here is your one and done uh, 50-50 question. Celebrities who were homecoming queen or king. Which one was a homecoming queen? Faith Hill or Shania Twain? Ooh, uh, Shania Twain. Faith Hill. That makes sense. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. All right, have a minute to drink in time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Steve Throw Hill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed, and not to be somber, but I believe this is definitely worth our time to do today. Today, we want to toast 70-year-old Steve Poole, who most of you probably remember for being on Como since 1974, 1977 technically. Here's the thing about him. Uh, he passed on November 21st. From early onset of Alzheimer's, I guess that is something he'd been battling privacy, but like a lot of people, it's not something you're trying to make public. But as far as being a broadcaster, I like this. So he was an intern, 1974, okay? He goes to Como as an intern, he's still at UW. He gets hired full-time three years later, as soon as he graduates from UW. And believe it or not, I was not here in Seattle for this, before he covered weather, he covered sports and hard news, right? So he's an all-around reporter. And then he became the chief weather forecaster in 84. So not a meteorologist, but the chief weather forecaster back in 1984. And obviously, that is the gig that most of us knew and loved him from. I don't know if you knew this. How many times do you think 
he got called up to Good Morning America to fill in. Right? Because, look, if you're in broadcast. That's a big deal. If you're doing TV news broadcast, Good Morning America is going to call your ass to say, hey, fill in. That, that is a huge, huge deal. 70 times. 70? 7-0. Nice. 70 times my man got to fill in on Good Morning America. Uh, he retired here in 2019 after 42 years on the air. And we actually had the advantage to meet him one time. And I will tell you this. Because I kind of made fun of him when I met him. Because when you saw him on TV, you know, he was just this real hat. It's like a, the black Bob Ross. You know, Here comes the weather guy. This is going to be. So we met him at Hard Rock Cafe. And we're like, oh, man, Steve Poole. Dude, what is up, baby? He was like the coolest dude. The coolest guy in the room. You, I mean, Anywhere. hands down, man. And you never would have guessed it. And then as you start talking to other people that work locally, both on the air, people that worked in local bars, restaurants, like he and his buddies were always the life of the party. When they showed up, man, like a good time was coming, man. So, yeah, he uh, passed November 21st. Just want to pay our respects to a fellow broadcaster who did a bang-up job, man. Yeah, Everybody in this city I've ever talked to that, like, had interaction, everybody's like, man, Steve Poole was the man, and he was such a nice dude. He was super nice, super cool. I mean, seriously, Miles is right. He was, like, the coolest guy in the room. You wouldn't have known it for how he did the weather, but, man, if you're out with him, it's like, this is the guy whose table you want to sit at. He actually calmed you down by watching he, he did, but that was his whole thing. So, he mean, understood what he was doing, and he's like, man, I'm doing TV. You know, and the weather here, let's face it, it can be severe, it's crazy, unpredictable. I think we'd all agree on that. So he's like, it's important to be a soothing voice when you're explaining to people that, hey, the wind's going to pick up to 75 tomorrow. It's going to rain for the next 127 days. But, yeah, when he was off air, man, it was, what is up, the three-part handshake. I'm like, this guy is the man. Enjoyed a beer? Yeah. Yes, he did, man. He was a cool dude. So, Steve Poole, man, wish you well on the other side, brother. But in the meantime, we pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So, over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, man! A double flush production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 